Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. He says what the law couldn't do because it was weak in the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. In other words, he came in the flesh. It's just that his flesh wasn't sinful. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk. We do not live according to our humanity. Have you ever felt like you just can't measure up to the law? Like you're constantly falling short of what's expected of you? In today's message, Pastor Robert talks about how the law can't save us and shows us that we need a saviour. While the law can be good, it cannot save us from the weight of sin. Only the Lord can save us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 8, as he continues his message, Spiritual Leadership. I'm messed up. But I know I'm messed up. And so I cry out for mercy. And that's the point. That's what he wants us to do. The law of God is perfect. And it motivates us to come to him and cry out for mercy and for instruction. You you see, I can finally begin to learn and grow and change when I come to terms with this fundamental truth that God's law is right. It's good. It's holy. It's just. I'm the one who needs to change. Now I can begin to change. Now now I can begin to cry out to him and allow him to work in me. Because he also tells me I can't I can't do it without him. If I listen, if you could do it without him, Jesus didn't have to come. Now we can't do it without him. Psalm 19:7 says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You know, one of the most encouraging things to me from the scriptures is the Bible tells us that when everything is said and done after judgment day, when everything's finished, right? And there's no more sin, there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow, no more crying, no more death. All of that's gone. All of it's over. We have a perfect new creation given to us by God that we're all going to be singing and crying out in gratitude that the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. In other words, once we can see it all, we're going to all bow before him and say, oh, thank you that you didn't compromise and adjust to me. Thank you, God, that you did it your way. 
Proverbs 9, verses 10 through 12. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's just saying the same thing another way. When you come to grips with who he is and the perfection of what he's done, now, now you're beginning to understand and you can begin to change. You can begin to grow. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And that's like the Spanish word, conocer. It's a personal. When, when you become intimately acquainted with him, understanding comes. He says, for by me your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. And then he says this, it was such a radical statement in verse 12, Proverbs 9, 12. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. Who benefits when I grow wise? I do. I do. Now, hopefully some others will too, but I definitely do. If you're wise, you're wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. Now, going back to Romans chapter 7, we're going to wrap it up. Verse 13, has, has then what is good become death to me? If, if it's good, I mean, is that which is good now bad for me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, in other words, so that you and I could see it for what it is, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Like I said earlier, I had to come to grips with just how ugly I am compared to the beautiful one. Sin needed to actually look sinful to me. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. What I will to do, that I don't practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it's good. But now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my physical body, in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
Amen. Point number three, the law is spiritual. The law is spiritual. He, he, he tells us there in verse 14, he gives us the reason that religion can't be the answer for the hopelessness of humanity. He's like, it's not about religion. The law is spiritual, and we're not. We're physical, sold under sin. That's also the reason that Jesus had to come. It's the reason God put skin on. He, he did it to deliver us from slavery to our human appetites. He's like, you don't have to be bound by those things. You don't, you don't have to be obedient. You don't have to give your physical body over to obey sin. You don't have to do that anymore. You had to do that before. You, you really didn't have anything else to work with. But now you do. Now you do. Now you have the Spirit of God, the grace of God enabling you, making you capable of following him. Or listen, here's how he worded it in that text that we just read. He says what the law couldn't do because it was weak in the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. In other words, he came in the flesh. It's just that his flesh wasn't sinful. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk, we do not live according to our humanity, but according to his spirit. Lord, I pray that you would take us from where we are spiritually to where you want us to be. Awaken us to your love for us. Awaken us to your grace, to the opportunities that you place before us, to talk about your love with other people. Take us from that place of being too focused on behaviors and too little focused on just spending time in your presence. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us fruit, holy holy fruit, eternal fruit, fruit to God. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. is one of those books that you go to if you want the foundational pieces of Christianity. It provides you with the solid backbone of what to believe as a Christian. Today, you heard just one message from a whole series in the book of Romans. As you continue listening to these teachings, you'll notice God's intent and heart in bringing salvation to every lost soul. There are some verses in the final chapter that say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's remarkable when you think about it. Have you gained some great insights from today's teaching? If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, check out our podcasts page at mainthingradio.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Follow the link on our website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too. If you have any questions about what you heard, or if you'd like prayer, give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730.
We're so glad you joined us today in the Book of Romans. Our time with you is about up, but we look forward to what God wants to teach each one of us next time. Connect with the Lord on your own and make sure to come back here for our next edition of Main Thing Radio.